0: The late Bishop of Massachusetts, the right Reverend Thomas Shaw loved to tell a story from a time back when he was a parish priest. He ran into a couple of parishioners who were doing some last minute shopping on the day before Christmas. And at the time, Father Shaw asked Fred and his six-year-old son, Sam, what they planned to do on Christmas day. Well, Fred answered, we're going to get up early and open presents. And then we'll probably get ready and go to church. Church, Sam responded incredulously. On Christmas? We're going to church on Christmas? Now, Fred was trying to not be too embarrassed in front of his priest, and so he sort of quickly hushed his son and said, Of course, that's what Christmas is all about. It's about the birth of Jesus and God coming to us. I know, I know, said Sam, but on Christmas, church wrecks everything. Now, Sam might have overreacted a little bit, but the truth of the matter is, while we may be loath to admit it, the birth of Jesus really did wreak havoc on a whole lot of things. Just take the gospel from Luke that we just heard. In this one account of Jesus' birth, We hear of the newborn king wrecking things for every character in the story. Luke sets the stage by identifying this story in a particular place and time. Caesar Augustus was the emperor of Rome and Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Caesar had declared that the whole world should be taxed and not just taxed. But they had to pay the tax in their ancestral hometown talk about insult to injury not only did mary and joseph have to pay a tax that the emperor just declared on a whim but they had to travel 90 miles on foot while mary was very very pregnant in order to pay it jesus was born into a world in which Most people had very little agency over their own lives. They were simply pawns on a chessboard, used to be squeezed for money or moved around by the powers that be just for fun. But despite all the power of the empire, there was one thing that it could not control, the God of all creation. For it was precisely that census that took Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem and allowed Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Christ, to be born in the city of David, from which the promised Messiah would come. The birth of Jesus wrecked the perceived power of Rome. Luke tells us that the whole world was commanded to be counted and taxed, but there were a few hum- humans who literally didn't count, and so they didn't have to get up and move anywhere. Among them were the shepherds, a necessary evil in the first century world still adjusting to away from nomadic forming. Nobody in that culture liked shepherds. They smelled bad. They were thought to be bad characters. They were not to be trusted, and some cities even had laws against even allowing shepherds into town. So on that particular night, it was like any other night. They stayed out in the fields, watching their flocks settling in for a nice, quiet evening. When all of a sudden the heavenly hosts A literal army of angels wrecked their quiet night by appearing in the sky and singing glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Talk about a change in plans. All of a sudden and in an instant, the shepherds found themselves as heralds of the gospel, the first to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And the birth of the Messiah. Not only did the birth of Jesus wreck their night, it wrecked the whole world's understanding of shepherds as the least and the lost and the smelly and the, those to be avoided. Because it was to them first that the good news came. Now, in the story that leads up to the birth narrative, we come to learn with Mary and Joseph that this child, Jesus, is going to be a special one. The angel Angel Gabriel told Mary explicitly that her child would be called the Son of God. That he would come and be given the throne of David and that his kingdom would have no end. The child was to be named Jesus which means God saves. In another gospel, we hear about a dream that Joseph has in which an angel speaks to him and tells him that the son that Mary will bear will save the people from their sins. Yet even with all that foreknowledge, they couldn't even begin to imagine what would happen on that night when the baby finally came. To have shepherds running to find them, to hear the story that they told of the angels and the bright lights and the songs and the good news of great joy for all people. Even the best preconceived ideas that they had for their special baby boy were wrecked in just a few short hours after his birth. This child wasn't like any other child. This child was going to wreck everything. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus truly did wreck everything. If we are doing it right, following Jesus will wreck the way we see the world in the best way possible. Every notion of power and privilege has been wrecked by Jesus teaching us that the last will be first and the first will be last. Every notion of who is in and who is out is wrecked by Jesus teaching us that God so loved the world that God sent the only begotten son into the world not to condemn it, but to save it. Every notion of classism, racism, xenophobia, Heteronormativity, Islamophobia, anti-semitism, sexism, bigotry is wrecked by Jesus when he teaches us that the way to fulfill the commandments of God is to love all of our neighbors as ourselves. Even our very notions of God are wrecked in the good news of Christmas that God came to earth not on a war horse but born in human flesh as a most vulnerable infant to an unwed mother from a backwater town and wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This Christmas season, I pray that you see the wonderful wreckage that Jesus has brought to earth. Pray that the love of God might crack your heart open like a wrecking ball. And that the light breaking through the darkness brings you hope beyond your wildest imaginations. May God bless us with holy wreckage this day and forevermore. Amen.